Hello and welcome back. I hope that you're having an amazing day and that it's only going to get better. My name is Jerry Cook and this is Misfits in the Church. Today we're going to be looking at an example in the Old Testament, something that many of us are not as familiar with, at least I'm not, and it is a story or an account of an individual named Jabez. Now, before I get into more specifics about Jabez, I want to ask you if you have ever felt defined by your loss or your trauma. Many people, and I've, I've studied trauma for a long period of time in my professional endeavor, and that's certainly what I have found, is that many of us, including myself, who have experienced shame or trauma, a lot of times we carry that. We, it, it becomes essentially not only a part of what we are, but it becomes a part of who we are. And we carry that around us for, for many of us, a long, long period of time and able, until we're able to, to address that or resolve that. Well, in the Old Testament, in First Chronicles chapter 4, verses 9 to 10, it talks about an individual named Jabez. And that name is very significant. You see, in verse 9... It says that his mother called him Jabez because he caused her sorrow or pain during childbirth. And so when people called him Jabez as he was growing up, everyone literally knew that they were calling him pain. That's what Jabez means. It means sorrow and or pain. And so when the other kids... We're saying, hey, Jabez, they're calling him pain. I mean, talk about an easy target for bullying. And I feel incredibly sad for this, for this kid and for this person who grows up to be an adult, at least for a period of time, because that was his entire identity. That was his entire world. Every time someone would look at him or talk to him or call his name, they were reminding him of something he was not really responsible for. Yes, his birth caused his mother pain, but it wasn't because he did anything. And that's a lot of times what happens to us is that we feel defined by things that we have done. And maybe it was our fault. Maybe it's something that was completely out of our, our realm of responsibility. And yet still we hold on to that. We hold on to that shame and we hold on to that name of pain and isolation or misfit or unbelonging. Now, the good news is that Jabez does not let this stop him. I don't know exactly how old Jabez was before he decided to pray an impossible prayer. And this is what he says in verse 10 of 1 Chronicles chapter 4. In his prayer, he prays to God and he says, Oh, that thou wouldst bless me indeed and enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldst keep me from evil, and that it may not grieve me. Now, this might seem like maybe a, a variation of the Lord's Prayer. 
keep me from evil, keep me from temptation. But we have to understand, again, what Jabez's identity was. His name literally meant pain. It wasn't something that people could look up on the internet. Of course, because the internet wasn't there during that period of time. But everyone knew what the name of Jabez meant. Everyone knew what the name of Jabez represented. So again, he, he, his name wasn't just pain. He was pain. And that's what everyone saw him as. And I'm, I'm expecting that he saw himself. He grew to expect for other people to treat him as if he was lesser than. But he prays this impossible prayer. Bless me with influence. Bless, bless me or keep me from evil that it may not grieve me. Now, it's very interesting that a lot of other translations of this verse actually translate it to say, to keep me from pain, that it might not hurt me. Jabez wasn't just asking for a prayer one that I frequently say is, Heavenly Father, please help me that we'll drive safely today. Please bless us that no harm will come upon us. And it's kind of a standard scripted prayer that, unfortunately, I've learned to develop it out of, out of habit. This wasn't that kind of prayer. This was a prayer where Jabez was literally saying, God, please change who I am. Keep me from pain. Keep me from being Jabez. Keep me from being the identity that everyone else in my community sees me as being. It's an impossible prayer. It wasn't just a name change. It was a completely new identity where he would be able to let go of the shame and the pain that came with his, his identity or his name. And isn't that something that we often are looking for? Heavenly Father, please help me get through this. Help me get past this. Help me resolve this. Help me find peace. Help me find healing through the things that I've experienced in my life because I just can't let go of them. They've, they've, they've latched onto me. They've become a big part of me. They've, they've become me. They, I, when I look in the mirror, I can't see anything else in my eyes except for Jabez. I can't see anything behind my eyes except for the pain in my life. Well, Jabez prayed an impossible prayer. And at the very end of the second verse, it says, And God granted him that which he requested. Now, we don't know a lot more about Jabez. Like I said, there's, there's only two verses that are used to specifically address and talk about Jabez. And I've searched through the general conference addresses all the way through back through the beginning of time. And there's a way to do that. It's called, uh, if you just search LDS general conference, it'll give you kind of a database to go through. I couldn't find anything in there that talked about Jabez. So if you know of, a, of an LDS reference about Jabez, I would love to, to, um, to learn more 
uh, about that. There is a book out there called The Prayer of Jabez. It is written by someone who is not a member of our faith. Um, I think the great thing about that book is that it encourages us to pray impossible prayers. The thing that I don't like about it, however, is that a lot of times there's what's called preachers of prosperity or those who really teach a prosperity gospel. And while it's true that God will certainly bless us, I, I, I fear that too many of us believe that we're only approved or belonging to God if he blesses us with prosperity. But we also know that the opposite is often true, that we are called to carry our cross and our burdens, whatever they may be, many times for the glory of God and to make us more worthy to become part of the kingdom of God. So um, again, I, I love I love this passage of Jabez, where he literally has a change in his identity. And I think that many times those of us who have experienced trauma, that we have to um, pray an impossible prayer, not just a, a little prayer, Heavenly Father, help me get through the day. Heavenly Father, help me, help me feel okay. Let's pray impossible prayers. Because we have a God who provides us with the impossible. It may not always be in the way that we want it to be. But even Joseph Smith, who was definitely experiencing trauma because of the, uh, because of the influence of the adversity, he said, "In exerting all my powers, I called upon God to save me. And I wonder, are we exerting all of our powers? Are we giving all that we have to call upon God? Just like Joseph Smith and just like Jabez and like a lot of other people. And whether we are released from, from our identities that other people see us as having, we can know that God can still bless us with the impossible, whatever, whatever that looks like. And so, again, I encourage you to pray an impossible prayer. I encourage you to pray a prayer like Jabez did. Take care and have a wonderful day.